so I I personally have no issue with remakes. I think that in a lot of cases, remakes are great. And if it will get, it's a it's a fact. If you tell uh, a younger kid, I mean, even somebody my age, even a millennial, uh, here's a great movie, Casablanca, or uh, or. or Another one that I don't know the name of, uh, Citizen Kane. <laughs> great, great movie. Great, it's Citizen Kane. And, it's in yep. black and white. Not interested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's an older movie, a lot of people won't go watch it. So if you take an old movie that you know people are going to love, and it's a story that otherwise they would never get, even if it already exists, even if it was done perfect the first time, they will never watch it. And you are able to expose that same great story to a new audience that otherwise would never see it. Right. I, I do think there's a good argument for that as far as like updating, say, references or things to that effect. So let's take Romeo and Juliet. That's a mm-hmm. age old story. Oh, yeah. Now, to really understand Romeo and Juliet, you have to like take yourself and put yourself back into, say, the 16th century or whatever it was. And really understand the language and the customs and everything like that. And it's not very, it's not very easy. And it's it's, it's kind of not worth it. I don't think. I mean, some people would say it's very worth it, but they spend their whole life studying it. <coughs> That's me. Cough, cough. Shakespearean actor. <laughs> right. Yep. Jesus. I think I know. making it for that purpose or kind of bringing it into the modern day does make a lot of sense because there is a lot to that story you can say a lot of stories you know borrow that same elephant from Romeo and juliet into you know martin plot lines but it does make a lot of sense to bring that story into the present and kind of you know make it how we would perceive it today and maybe make some changes but it's still like a remake you also must remember that romeo and juliet itself was a remake was it yeah yeah romeo and juliet was not uh, shakespeare so shakespeare wrote uh, this is where I'm going to nerd out for a hot second real quick. Because uh, I went to school for Shakespearean acting. Um, so, uh, this is the one thing I know about. Shakespeare didn't write a lot of original material. Um, and less than half of the plays that we have of him, uh, I think, are uh, less, than a, mm, less than a quarter are actually original. There's not too many that he actually came up with the storylines for Romeo and Juliet was based on Romeo e Giulietta, uh, which is an old Italian fable, um, which is probably based off of like it, it, the connections can be drawn back to uh, ancient Greece. Um, where and all good stories come from. Right. Well, where all stories come from, uh, they cover everything, man. We have so many pieces of literature from uh, like Plautus and Terence and Aristophanes, Aeschylus, um, Euripides, like the amount of material that came out of Greece and Rome spans all of the storylines that could possibly be, you know, we, you you can make them aliens and whatever, but they're still accomplishing the same tasks that the ancient Greeks did. People have been people for a long time, you know. Mm. Some would say the whole time. That's a bold claim. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a meta plot because you could take, like, say, the same plot aspect and just put it into, like, say, different animals, different creatures, different, uh, different setting. So you could have like, a, like a space Romeo and Juliet, and maybe it's not Romeo and Juliet per se, but it's kind of the same plot essentially. Hey guys, right? Can we do space Romeo and Juliet, please? <laughs> oh, I'm surprised it hasn't been done yet. Oh my god, well, it's probably been done. Are you I'm kidding sure. me? Do you remember? Do you guys remember when Baz Luhrmann did Romeo plus Juliet with uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and and Paul Rudd and Yes? Oh man, God, that was a good good movie. I love that shit, dude. Yeah. 
I mean, wouldn't you say like technically like even like West Side Story was basically Romeo and Juliet? West Side Story is Romeo and Juliet. Um, yeah. The Lion King is Hamlet. The Lion yeah, King exactly. one and a half is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Um, the the uh, they're, they're they're everywhere, man. Um, Macbeth is everywhere. Uh, the Tempest is everywhere. O- Othello is everywhere. I mean, yeah, dude. You Ernest ever seen goes uh, to camp. great movie too? Yeah, based off Ernest goes. <laughs> I'm sure that's some uh, <laughs> What's uh, she? She's the man. That's uh, that's Twelfth Night. Oh yeah, yep. remember that Amanda Bynes movie? That's a that's Twelfth Night. <clears throat> and and another big one. I mean, Cinderella. How many times has the Cinderella story been remade over oh my and God. over and over and over again? You can trace Cinderella back to the Dark Ages. And I guess my my biggest issue, just changing it a little bit, my biggest issue isn't so much, I guess, with remakes, because we've kind of rehashed a little bit how remakes can be good bringing in new audiences. You can be somewhat original with remakes. I would say for me, a lot of it is when somebody takes a theme that works and then just remakes that over and over again via sequels and how, I guess, how less original they get when they start doing sequel movies. Uh, and how less work they put into it. You know, but why just... why is there this this, you know, uh virtue set upon originality? Why is why is uniqueness a virtue? So, so I think what he's arguing for is not uniqueness in this case, but rather quality. Because if you have a good quality sequel, like that that that's what matters. If the sequel kind of sucks and it doesn't really relate to the original, you know, cast or crew, then that's kind of where it's bad. For, for instance, there's so wait, what makes a sequel suck then? So, so let's say you take a character. So, so this is I'm trying to think of a because I got disappointed with a couple of things. Uh, let's take Game of Thrones for a second. So uh, everyone knows the last season of Game of Thrones was kind of bad. I didn't think yeah. it was that bad, but I didn't love it. One big issue people had with it is a lot of the characters stopped becoming kind of who they were in the you know earlier seasons, right? Like, like they're mm-hmm. played by the same actors, the acting was still amazing, but the thing thing that made them so interesting kind of got diluted or changed. Like, for instance, Littlefinger just started changing throughout the season, so he became less and less of Littlefinger. And so they're not yeah, one true of the to the source that. material. It, gotcha. Right. So, so that's one thing. Also, the source material, say, beginning Game of Thrones was very realistic and very gritty. Later Game of Thrones was definitely gritty, but it's not very realistic in that way. It doesn't have that same realism to it, so... Well, there's dragons and stuff. Finally! There's finally dragons! God damn it! Shit, talk about fucking edging you out and making you wait forever for fucking shit. They alluded to, oh, she's going to carry this fucking dragon egg around forever. She's the queen of dragons. You see little baby dragons. (laughs) Finally! There's goddamn dragons! They make the whole fucking movie about it. You get no dragons to the fucking end of the thing. Jesus. And they try to, I mean, I get it. You got to see a lot of tits along the way, which kind of made up for it. I'll give you that. That helped a little bit. But God damn it, I wanted to see some fucking dragons in there, too. Shit. Finally. You know, and it's yeah, weird but- that they recast the throne. <laughs> you think really with them being a main character in the title of a show. I know. You'd think. And, and to answer your question uh, about why is originality or quality, I guess, and another way of saying it's so important well, because you invest two things when you watch a movie. You invest time, which is something you can't get back, and sure. you inevitably invest money. So if I'm going to invest the two most important things, <laughs> arguably, in the world for us as human beings, which is time and money, I better get something good in return for that. Okay. And why is... So you, you didn't make a connection there. You just made a statement. You made no Correct. connection between... 
between originality and it being worth anything. Instead, you just said, if I invest money, it should be worth something. Well, what makes originality that thing? Because I think when you go into investing your time into money, that's the thing that you're investing is, is something original and new that's going to make you feel happy, feel excited, feel scared. And if you don't get those emotions out of it because it's already been dumbed down and done a million times and you don't get those emotions out of it, which is what you're investing your time and money for, you're not getting the return. And that is something that would that inevitably pisses me off with a movie. Uh, if I go into it investing my time and money, two things that I probably won't get back, especially the time part, and I don't get exactly what I invested in for, then that makes me upset. But does that not have more to do with your own expectation than it does in whether something's original or not? Can you not be entertained by something that you've seen before? I'm going back and I'm listening to uh, The Adventure Zone. Uh, I love The Adventure Zone. Amazing podcast, McElroy Brothers, uh, live action D&D. Uh, right now I'm re-listening to stuff. The Amnesty uh, arc. And I like The Amnesty arc. I, 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 like, I run a Monster of the Week game right now. I run two as well. Uh, well, there, I, <laughs> I run D&D, but... Um, uh, amazing story i've listened to the whole thing it's probably 30 plus hours of content uh i've listened to the whole thing already i'm listening to it again and i'm having just as much entertainment out of it and there's no i've listened to the whole it's literally word for word the exact same it's thing. the exact same thing yeah no i've done the, i've i've listened to uh adventure zone three times through I, dude i love that stuff that's awesome Balance was mind-blowingly amazing. and you Balance know it, was incredible. It had tons of elements of other things I had seen before. The first time listening to it, it still threw me for a loop, and it still was entertaining. Loop. The second <laughs> <laughs> right? The, the second time, <laughs> it, uh, I, I enjoyed it just as much, even though I knew the story. Uh, so I don't think that originality in and of itself dictates whether I, you can enjoy something or not. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's a point to be made. I've watched the same porn over and over time and oh, gotten off the exact same See? way. That's true. A... I've seen the same porn star over and over time, naked. All right, all right, all right, all right. And, and I, I would mean, even I believe go so Captain, far to you say have your favorite porn star. I'm sure you <laughs> could watch her a million times and still get the same reaction. Right? Okay, okay. And, and I would even go as far to say, especially in a topic <laughs> such as that, that <laughs> there's even more value to something that you know you like, you That's know true. is going to entertain you, versus taking a risk on something that may suck and a lot of times does suck. Exactly. I know I'm going to like listening to this, so I'm going to do that instead of listening to some piece of crap show. I, I sure. think the way to the encapsulate that though is just like replayability or rewatchability so for instance mm -hmm. certain video games that i play once and i'm done with them i'll never play them again it was an amazing game but it's just like nah but there's other games where as soon as i stop playing them i want to replay that game it, now it's not a matter of fact of every game that i love like some of the top games i have are not replayable because they're just not fun in the second time like right, uh, right. But certain games really, really playable. Same with certain movies and certain mediums. Some things I'll listen to or say watch one time and it's great and I'll watch it again. Other things I'll never watch it again. And there's certain things where let's say, let's say the as a movie or like a certain movie or plot that I really love, I'd never watch it again. Let's say I watch something's a remake of that or something which is very similar to it. I'm not gonna like that thing because it's I wouldn't watch the first thing that I loved again. This is the other thing that's a remake of it. And like I've seen this already. Now, other things I might watch again, but that's just like different categories of rewatchability. It doesn't mean it's good or bad or anything like that, the original idea. It just means that that aspect of say, hey, yeah, let's check this out again. It's, it's not there. And I do right. want to be clear. I'm not saying that I don't see value in original in something new because I do. 
I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to only listen to the Adventure Zone for the rest of my life. I'm not going to only. I fucking love pizza. I'm not going to only eat pizza for the rest of my life. I yeah. get that new things have value. I'm just trying to figure out why. I'm a kind of weird person myself because I watch reaction videos. So for people who don't know, there's videos on YouTube where you watch people watch like a TV show or like a movie or something that you, you like. And then you hear them commentate, so give reviews. Oh, I, so I, you like reaction videos. Name one. Name one? Name one. What, like a channel? Yes. Oh, uh, Simless to Sanity is a good one. Nate, come on, on, buddy. On <laughs> Name your own fucking show, bud. Oh, Peppin Reacts. Well, Peppin Reacts is a great one. It's on Vimeo. <laughs> Not in YouTube. Right. Is this your is this your first time? <laughs> I wasn't gonna right. plug myself. But so, oh, see, I'm still waiting. I'm waiting to find the right moment to plug myself. So <laughs> there definitely will be, and it'll probably be while you're watching those porn videos. Yeah. What size plugs yes. do you guys use, by the way? Uh, no? uh, oh. Whatever whatever size the audience will let me. I mean, okay, good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> See, so you're not you on do... camera, so you can go ahead. <laughs> uh, so you do reaction Damn. videos. Do you do unboxing videos too? Because that's another thing oh, that like I have an unboxing series. Really? What? Yeah, uh, where I unbox um, things that aren't intended to be unboxed, like cereal. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's a very funny concept. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, going back to reaction videos, Nathan, what was the point you were making about them? Uh, oh, the point is that, so I like reaction videos. So certain series I get really into, like, I'm not someone who has, like, a heart, like a wide width of depth, but, like, a strong, like, interest in one thing. If I really like a series, I want to know what people think of it. I want to know, I want to watch it, like, 600 times, but not just by myself. I want to watch it with other people and see what they think. Oh, how they react lens. Yeah. Because, hmm. unfortunately, I don't have friends. So, or friends <laughs> that will watch these series with me be as into it as I. You know, I've got my girlfriend now. I get her to watch certain shows with me, and I can get her reaction. I make her have a discussion with me after we watch an episode. But so She really hates watching stuff with you, then, I take it. That's... No, she actually likes it. I got her into Game of Thrones. Really? We're rocking oh, wow. A film with Alka's Brotherhood. There's certain shows, she's like, I'm only sure it's really good ones, not, not sucky shows. So, That's good. So Does she do it back to you? Does she make you watch things that you would hate to watch and then react to them? And are you truthful if you really hate it? That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so she has shared a couple shows with me. Uh, we were watching Arrow, and I couldn't get into Arrow. That one kind of sucked. Same. Yeah. Just too yeah, my, wife, my wife made me watch Flash. My wife. My wife. <laughs> that's, she that's, made me watch oh, Flash. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So that's very interesting to me, Nathan, because I would equate that to a remake. Like you're mm. watching the same story, literally, but you're doing it through a slightly different lens of give me your perception of this same thing that I already know I love. And that's the same concept as a remake to me. Well, the reaction is a little bit meta, too, because what I enjoy out of it is watching someone like I'm watching someone else watching it and seeing how they might react to it based off their personality. Is there a getting back to porn real quick? Is is there a porn category <laughs> of people watching porn? Like yeah, the video is. is of the reaction of the people watching porn? Kind of. So so there's like people watching it and masturbating. That that's a category. Uh, uh -huh. I've been wanting to pioneer my own like special like not not like jerking off, just kind of watching it and commentating <laughs> on it. Like oh hey, what's going on here. Oh, she's should oh, do like, oh, no. like, like sports play-by-play, -play, but of porn. That would be... 
and the doggy style. Yeah, here comes the triple Lindy. So you, Nathan, it's a niche audience. <laughs> that that is the niche audience. <laughs> that's the um, one that will spend spend tons of money to see it, even though there's tons of free stuff out there. So that's the that's audience true. you want to get. You know, so you're like the, you want to do like the cinema snob. <laughs> okay. And and I think that is a fascinating as well. We've never talked, uh, or maybe we have, about um, like the whole that guy with the glasses idea and the uh, what was birthed early by um, of internet reviewers by like angry video game nerd and things like that, where people watch stuff and either recap it or just commentate on it. I think that's a very very interesting, and it falls again under the the same guys. Yeah, well, yeah, so I watch a lot of that stuff. I don't watch movies, but I watch people review movies that I've never seen. I, I really like that. Sometimes huh. I watch uh, review series of, like, episode by episode of shows I've ever seen just in the background. That's kind of interesting, because I'm like, oh, what's this show about? I've and, been doing I, that with uh, wrestling. Just, like, different... Uh, a guy, Brian Zane, wrestling with regret. Uh, he recaps, like, different pay-per-views, and he goes over the match and, like, the hot spots in them and what goes on in the storyline. I love that because then I don't have to invest three hours in watching WrestleMania. I can watch this guy talk about it for 20 minutes and get all of the highlights. Mm -hmm. It's like footnotes, but for movies and shows. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you watch them to sort of see if it's something you want to end up watching or just because? No, no, that is the end of me watching it is. Oh, now I've seen it. (laughs) There you go. There's been a couple of times I've done something like that and I've actually gotten into it, like something I haven't actually seen myself. So, for instance, uh, I got into Dark Souls lore for some reason. So, like, I just started watching these Dark Souls lore videos and just okay. video nice. by video. I never played the game. Eventually, I got <laughs> it where I'm like, okay, I'm going to play the game now. I don't, I, like, I never actually seen anyone play the game either. I just started lore videos. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, that's one of the nerdiest things you've ever said. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think, there's, I think there's something to be said about originality within things that are technically unoriginal like that. Um, for instance, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and I'm rewatching it again right now because there's nothing else to do, is uh, The Sopranos. Okay, how many times has the wise guy, mafia, mobster type movies and shows been done? A bazillion times. But there's something oddly unique about The Sopranos, especially at the beginning where it's really from the point of view of a mobster revealing how he actually feels and reacts to the things he does to his psychiatrist. A point of view that you'd never see anywhere else, especially since, uh, especially as they allude to it in the movie and the shows, that, you know, mobsters can't go see psychiatrists because it's a, you know, they're admitting that there's some sort of weakness. So there's definitely originality in, I guess, things that are unoriginal. So I can see why the allure of, you know, talking about, people reviewing or reacting to things is there because it's still original. They're still having original ideas on something that is unoriginal. Also, I catch things that I didn't catch before. So the, the, the kind of plots I like are ones that are super deep and kind of go metaphysical. So I don't know if anybody's watched full Malcolmist Brotherhood, but th- that's a show where it goes super, super deep into philosophy and different metaphysical kind of ideas. So I, I catch things and put things together that I didn't before, or I see perspectives on characters that I didn't see before. I wouldn't be able to do that with like a very shallow show, but a very deep show, I can I can get that kind of a full or deeper picture. Huh. So 
Dr. S, it sounds like you're backing down from your point, and I'd like to know if that's the case <laughs> or if that's just the perception that I have. I love this. Feel, do you still feel that originality is more important than retelling an old story? Yes and no. I think if you're going to retell an old story, you got to put an original, fresh spin on it. Okay. I think. So, can you tell the same old story a million times and have it be entertaining? Yes. But it's just, I think, the the lack of effort and zest and zeal that Hollywood has for artistic value anymore in it. Yeah, they tell the same old story over and over again before, and they've done it, and it's been entertaining. But now, I feel like they just, instead of remaking it, they just put a new coat of paint on it and tell me it's something new and a new fresh take, you know, where it's the exact same thing, but instead of it being blue, it's green now. And they didn't change any of the features, you know, at and, all. and I guess my, po my problem with that is that you're looking for artistic flavor. You're looking for an artistic take from a company. And that's exactly. not what companies do. Companies make money. That is their job. That's what they do. Um, yeah. And you're saying that, a comp it's not, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm going to shove some words in your mouth, but I think you're going to like the taste. Oh, these, I love that. All right. <laughs> these, <laughs> these, these companies are making movies, and their job is to make money. But you're saying that it, movies are an artistic expression, and to do that is a bastardization of the entire concept of the art of making movies, and therefore it drags down what a movie is to you. A movie to you is an artistic expression, and by a company slapping a, paint, a, a coat of paint on it, it's bastardizing the entire thought behind what it is. Well, I also think it's destroying them in the long run. They're making short money by doing that. I mean, are they? <laughs> Disney yeah, owns literally they're. everything. They're, yeah. they're not losing any money. Well, as of right now, Disney is losing 38 million a day okay everybody's losing money right now. <laughs> yeah that doesn't care. well except amazon so, but so they don't really count. have a, a sustainable plan i mean really if you think about I, it I, they're gonna have to change disagree. things up i 100 percent disagree it's i think they're gonna have to start changing up the, what they're doing and i'll give it to them besides the the live action movies they are ones to put out original content for sure definitely they put out original stuff quite often i mean moana Okay, kids movie, but that's a very original movie. Moana's I think, great. I love Moana. I love Moana. Um, I think Fox and the Hound was a very original movie. Uh, does it have pieces of other type of stories in it? Absolutely, but a very original movie. I'm not my, my thing is not 100% against with Disney, even though I know that's who we started using at the beginning, but I think with Hollywood productions in general, if they continue down the road of, especially with sequels, putting out cheap terrible product and they don't start investing more in some sort of artistic nature and originality and actual thought i think they'll end up eventually shooting themselves in the foot and some other entity could easily take over and, and i a hundred percent disagree with everything you're saying I think that, <laughs> you I know think you, you take a company like lionsgate <laughs> you take a company like lionsgate which does exactly that <laughs> And and it, they are you know Saw, uh, uh, Rambo, Hunger Wicked Games. Original. All of those are super original. That's what I'm for saying. Hunger Games. That's what I'm saying. They're more original in what they do. Right now, their stock price is worth seven dollars. Disney is worth a hundred and six dollars per share. Disney makes a fuck ton of money. They need to change nothing. In fact, they need to stay doing what they're doing because they're doing it right. So yeah, if remaking than... movies gets you a 
gets you a hundred dollars per share more money, there is zero chance that in America anything's going to change or should change. They should keep doing what they're doing as a business. I, I think also so. more than movies as well, though. I mean, they also own the no. news. They own I mean, sports. They own everything. I mean, they do. yeah. Disney but is they were the able, world. But they were able to do that based on where they started, which was making movies and then remaking movies and then buying everything. And right. it was super original. I mean, nobody had ever seen a walking, dancing mm-hmm. mouse on a boat in black and white before. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, well, well, here, here's the thing for me. So originality is like if you're if you're looking at films as a whole, right? Um, and you're grading a film to see how good it is. There's a there's a bunch of check boxes, right? You know, uh, f- for cinematography and and costume design and sound design and and mixing and and photography and casting and all of these check boxes, right? Originality is one of those check boxes. Now, if it's not an original film, if like, if it's if if it lacks originality but makes up for it in other ways, then that's totally acceptable. If right. it still lacks in other areas, then it's, you know, not a good movie. But I don't know. I, I On the whole, I would rather see a new film than a remake of RoboCop. But if you're looking at the genre of, like, of just film as a whole, I mean, creativity and originality are just qualities to be put onto a film. I'm going to get really pretentious here for a second. So I think originality might be the wrong word. I think novelty might be a better word sure yeah, yeah. There, i think it's a better word for sure absolutely and also I, th- I think a really good film uh will let's say you watch a really good remake it will imbue a sense of this is another big word here pretentious uh jama's view so the experience of seeing something familiar wow. but it feels mm-hmm. different so you might be yeah. looking at something and you th- you know you've seen this before but you can't quite place it and this feels new wow way to drop the name of my album Oh, <laughs> that is uh that is the opposite of deja vu oh it's really? uh yeah deja vu and jamais vu i went to a state college so i have no idea but i don't know about opposite but yeah yeah it's it, they're it just they're the french expressions for for um uh yeah. what, 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 what you call it shame vu jamais vu what is it jamais jamais vu oh. yeah i think it's j-a-m-a-i-s i've never oh. known how to pronounce it i've always just said jamais uh, it's yeah. It's French. You leave off the last letter, and that's how you pronounce that, it. That's right. Uh, so, had you finished your point, Nathan? You were talking about James, James Vu, and then we... Yeah, so I think hand. that novelty is a better metric to look at instead of originality, because something feel new is different than it's just original, because there's plenty of mm-hmm. stuff that is, like, say, novel, but it's not new. And I, I think a good movie, let's say a remake, the ultimate remake would be one that makes the, it's like a new experience, feels completely new, but also somewhat familiar. I, I think that's, there's that feeling there. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. If you can get the excitement of something, of feeling a new emotion, but nostalgia at the same time, then yeah, yeah you, which is extremely hard to do. I mean, nothing against the people that have tried it and failed. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do for sure. Well, that's kind of, kind of, it's like making a new podcast. How many bazillions of podcasts are there out there? Like millions, especially right now. How hard is it to come up with something that is a newer idea? It's impossible to come up with a completely new idea that hasn't been done. But you have yep. to have enough novelty in it to make it stick out from all the other shows that are just like it. So, yeah, yeah it's. So let's wrap up here with actually uh, saying a movie that we might remake, say movie or TV show, uh, e- either or. 
or video game but what if you don't have a movie but uh what's that word meter uh i don't have any of those instead i want to remake an old internet classic the ultimate showdown oh yes oh with all the new all new people um all new people some of, maybe throw in some of the old ones but a lot of new ones too I want to still see Spock, The Rock, Doc Ock, and Hulk Hogan. Okay, that's better. <laughs> uh, if I had to do a, I would do a TV show, and I would like to redo Cheers. That's what I would do. Ooh, I'd like to see a modern day Cheers. Yeah, with the new Woody Harrelson. No, I keep the old Woody Harrelson. He'd be like the bartender. Woody like Harrelson plays old- Norm. Woody Harrelson plays Norm. There you go. Oh, I like that a lot. Oh, and then he has to get a new Woody. Yeah, Tim yeah, Allen. Exactly. No, Tim oh Allen, God, Tim Allen. Too old. I don't know who you do. I'm sure. I'm sure CB would throw in Zac Efron. In I was going to say we know who it would be. be <laughs> Zac Efron. Zac Efron's there somewhere. I think myself. I'd want to see uh, Gang Bangers Four remade. Nice. Wait, which? Okay. Gang Bangers Four. <laughs> who's in that? Who's in that original? Uh, Stormy Daniels. Dito Stormy Daniels. Daniels. <laughs> How would you recast Stormy? I mean, she's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Keep Stormy. The rest of them are Muppets. Oh, yes! 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 <laughs> Fantastic. That'd be great news. <laughs> Actually, um, think, to be serious, I think I'd like to see Ants remade. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be pretty good. B- better CGI. Because uh, the CGI doesn't hold yeah. up anymore. Live action Ants got overshadowed by uh, by Bugs Life, and Absolutely. I think it was True. I think it was arguably the better movie. Bugs you Life. think Ants was a better movie? It was better than a Bugs Life. Mm. Yeah. Oh, huh. especially for the adult. Um, I guess I haven't seen Ants in sure. a while. Bugs Life was was good, but it, you know it was that classic the classic tale, and I think Ants did, added some some flavor that wasn't in uh, in the pop culture at the time, and I think it had a better message. Yeah, I oh, think Ants fun. definitely had a better message for sure. That's fun. I like that. Close to the same message, but Ants did it better for sure. What you got, Wingate? Um, I think I would like to re remake a series of films as a specifically like Netflix original series, right? Um, Harry Potter. I want to see them do what they did with uh with a series of unfortunate events and mm-hmm. split up each book into like two or three episodes. So you could take Harry Potter and have each you could run it for seven seasons and each season would be a book. Yeah. I I'm down That's a good for that. idea. And you I could like get that. really into like they left out they left out um uh Peeves, the poltergeist. Yeah. They left out like huge, huge chunks of the book that just didn't make it into the movies, and I'd love mm-hmm. to see them get like real book oriented. They left out pretty much everything that Hermione did with freeing the house elves and That's true. Tons of different stuff. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I would love I, I would actually really like to see that remake and like for shits and giggles bring back daniel radcliffe have him play somebody you know like harry's uh, dad yeah he could yeah sure yeah, he could, easily um, be harry's dad. He could he play like harry's like patronus right harry potter's yeah. patronus is now is no it's no longer a stag uh, it's, it's it's just daniel, daniel radcliffe, radcliffe. <laughs> but it's daniel radcliffe from guns akimbo with the, with the, uh, the guns <laughs> bolted to his hands <laughs> Wearing like the bunny slippers and shit. Yes. It's... 
Wasn't he in that? Uh, what was it? Holmes and Watson? Maybe he's in that. Maybe he's in that dress up instead. Nice. What about horns? Daniel Radcliffe from Horns. <laughs> Wait, is that is that one of those ones on Pornhub or? No. What you haven't seen Horns? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. Sounds great. Well, it's so thank, good. Thank you guys so much for coming on uh, the recasting couch. You guys take classic movies and you do what we just did at the end here, and you recast them with different people. Sometimes uh, it's hilarious. Sometimes it's you're making really good points, and most of the time, uh, it, I, I every every episode I've listened to so far, and I can only say so far, uh, it has been amazing, and I'm really really happy that you guys are out here making it. It's really good content, and I highly suggest it. Hey, well, thanks for having us. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks for having us. If you guys guys were going to recast uh, the recasting couch, who would you who would you put in? Oh Jesus! Um, Well, for me, I'd put Kirk Minahan in in my place easily. Kirk Uh Kirk Minahan plays you. Uh, Paul Rudd plays me. Wow. Oh uh, yeah, perfect. There it is. That's a perfect recasting. We'll we'll get them on the phone, (laughs) and next time we'll have uh, have them on. Perfect. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Hey Nate, what's what's your fit? Uh, who would you recast this as? Well, first meter, I would keep myself the same, and I would actually uh, change you to Dido Angel. Oh Nate, we, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs>